0: So once in a while we like to give away some stuff and right now we're giving away four free tickets to see the new horror movie The Nun that comes out on September 6th. We're also giving away four of our Scary Mysteries t-shirts along with that. It's super easy and if you're a subscriber to this channel then you're already halfway there. Just check out our Facebook page, the link is in the description below. Winners will be announced in a couple of weeks so best of luck to everyone also we have some more giveaways coming up in the next couple months a small token of our appreciation for everyone watching our videos so keep an eye out for those thanks and now enjoy the episode for extremely strange but true UFO encounters UFO sightings have been reported since ancient times while some can be logically explained others are simply baffling will leave you wondering if there really is intelligent life out there visiting us. Here are four extremely strange but true UFO encounters. Number 4. Cape Girardeau UFO Crash In July of 1941, Reverend William Huffman of Cape Girardeau, Missouri was asked by local police to pray over victims from a crash site just outside of town. It was 9.30 p.m. And the site was a 10 to 15 mile trip to the outskirts. Once he got there, the place was surrounded by police, fire department, photographers, FBI agents, and others. The Reverend was led through the scene and as he walked he noticed the crash site had lots of debris as if the craft had actually exploded. Pieces were strewn everywhere and most of the police were collecting them. In one corner was a larger piece he described as being disc-shaped With no visible seams and it was shiny and metallic. He soon found himself directed toward three bodies on the ground, but they weren't human. He said two of the beings were already dead, while a third one was barely breathing. The Reverend prayed over the third being as the creature took its last breath. He then kneeled before the other two bodies and prayed over them as well. He described the creatures as having small bodies with long arms and fingers. They didn't seem to have a bone structure, but had wrinkly, aluminum-like skin. Their heads were big in proportion to the rest of their bodies, and they bore large, oval-shaped eyes. In place of their noses were small holes. Right below that was a tiny mouth. Curiously, the Reverend's description of the aliens is similar to what we term as greys today. Afterwards, the Reverend was permitted to look inside what was left of the mysterious craft. As he peeked in, he saw the walls had strange writing similar to hieroglyphics and various panels of control. Soon the military came and secured the site. Him along with the others were sworn to secrecy on grounds of national security. They were told to forget the incident altogether and to never speak of it to anyone else. But the Reverend went against this and shared the information to his wife and children. For years, the family kept the story a secret until Charlotte Mann, the Reverend's granddaughter, broke the silence. She had heard bits and pieces of the story over the years, but it wasn't until her grandmother, Floyd, was stricken with cancer that she finally told them about what the Reverend had experienced. She explained that they even received a picture of the aliens when a photographer at the scene gave him a copy weeks after the incident. This photographer said he wanted someone else to have a copy and thought of giving one to the Reverend. Unfortunately, the Reverend loaned this picture to a friend for investigative purposes, but never got it back. To this day, the Cape Girardeau incident remains a mystery. If indeed true, it could be the first major UFO crash recorded in U.S. history, as it happened some six years before the incident in Roswell, New Mexico. 3. Broadhaven It was February 5, 1977 when a group of 14 school children from the Broadhaven Primary School in Wales were outside playing football when they encountered something strange. On a field beside their school they saw a disc-shaped craft. The children ran back into the school and told their teacher, asking him to come and check it out, but he refused. Some of the children were afraid. Others were baffled at what they were seeing, and at least six of the children said that they saw a silver-suited spaceman come out of the ship. Naturally, the teacher thought the students were playing a trick on him. Despite their teacher dismissing the issue, the kids went home and told friends, family, and anyone that would listen. Not finding any adult willing to believe them, they decided to get the police involved. The kids handed in a formal petition to the police and demanded an investigation of the incident. All this fuss caused the schoolmaster, Ralph Llewellyn, to finally take them seriously. He took the children one by one and asked them to draw what they saw. Each of the drawings had minor differences, but incredibly, they were all consistent with one another. They depicted a saucer-shaped UFO with a dome on top. The sighting was unusual enough, but soon things escalated. After that incident, the Coombs family began experiencing mysterious occurrences in their home at the Ripperston Farm. The Coombs saw a UFO from their car including a 7-foot silver-suited being with a black visor peering into their window. They had various mechanical failures for no reason. Their television set would conk out repeatedly and require replacing, while their car would break down without any known cause. Mysteriously, they also noted that their cows would seem as if they were teleported from one field to another in the blink of an eye. Two months after this, the owner of the Haven Ford Hotel Rosa Granville, said she saw an upside-down saucer along with two faceless humanoid creatures with strange pointed heads. She noted a strange heat and felt her face burning. She also described seeing flames and colors jetting out of the craft. Mrs. Granville briefly left to get other occupants of the hotel, but when they came back the creatures and the craft were gone. The incident left her so agitated and disturbed she wrote a letter to the MP who then asked for the Ministry of Defense to conduct an investigation. Mrs. Granville received a visit from a Royal Air Force officer who listened to her story and concluded that even he was mystified by it all. Over time, the incident at Broadhaven has captured the imaginations of many. Skeptics say what happened was a clever hoax and that the silver suits described looked like fire protection outfits from a nearby oil refinery. Regardless, the mystery of Broadhaven has never been sufficiently explained. Number two: Copley Woods Encounter. It's one of the more baffling UFO encounters ever brought to the public's knowledge. At the center of the story is Debbie Jordan Cobble from Copley Woods, Indiana. Her abduction story came to the forefront when it was documented in the best-selling book "Intruders: The Incredible Visitations at Copley Woods. To protect her privacy, her name was changed to Kathy Davis. The book was released in the 80s and written by paranormal author Bud Hopkins. Later on, it was translated to a miniseries in 1992. On June 30th, 1983, Debbie was living at home with her parents and noticed lights on the outside of their house. Her mother didn't think much of it, and Debbie left the home and headed to a neighbor's. On her way out, she passed by the pump house and pool to see if anyone was there, but the lights were gone. When she got to her friend's house, her mother called and asked her to come home right away. She seemed spooked by something. Debbie went back, using the same route, and checked again if the lights at the pump house were on, but they weren't. Heading up the patio, and then into their kitchen, she found her mother standing there, frozen. Thinking that there might be an intruder on the property, Debbie took an empty shotgun and told her mother she was going to check the pump house. Once there, she couldn't find anyone, but while heading out, she suddenly felt a burning sensation run through her. She described it as being able to feel every molecule in her body, and it felt like it was on fire. She then herself also couldn't move. Her next conscious thought was hearing her mother calling her name, so she went back towards the house but felt something was off. For some reason, she felt like she needed to take a bath or wash herself, so she called her friend over and asked if she wanted to go swimming. But within minutes of heading to the pool, she got sick. The following day, she woke up with swollen eyes. Once examined, the eye doctor asked her if she directly looked at a welder's torch because she had severe conjunctivitis and it took weeks before the pain went away. The following year, in 1984, she and her family noticed a clear and distinct patch in her yard. As bits and pieces of her memory of the incident returned, she began piecing them together as best she could. She spent much of her year thinking she was going crazy and said she would often be deathly afraid of going to a particular bathroom in her house because it had a window that overlooked the patch in the yard. She felt someone or something would snatch her out of the window if she went in. The family also experienced unusual incidents in their home that year. Moving lights and orbs, including objects and various electrical malfunctions, became commonplace. Debbie's memories came in parts, never in a full blast. She remembered being taken aboard a ship and being surrounded by children, which was her term for the small creatures that took her. She eventually found a book written by Bud Hopkins and decided to get in touch with him to share her story. Her tale of alien abduction became the central focus of his book, Intruders, But Debbie also wrote a book of her own along with her sister, who also experienced an unusual UFO incident of her own. In it, Debbie talks about how the ETs impregnated her and later on removed the fetus. Eventually, they took her again and introduced her to her alien-human hybrid offspring, and for many years she had other strange encounters with ETs. To this day, the Copley Woods incident and Debbie's experience continues to be a mystery. She says she has chosen to share her encounter, hoping to help others who have gone through something similar. Number 1. Montreal Sighting For years, countless Canadians in Montreal have encountered strange UFO sightings in their skies. One of the stranger ones occurred in November of 1990. At 7.20pm on November 7th, A woman was using the swimming pool at the Place Bonaventure Hotel when she noticed strange glowing lights in the sky. The lights were a combination of amber, green, and yellow. It seemed to be emanating from a craft which moved silently towards the hotel until it stopped and remained motionless directly above it. The woman informed the guard who in turn informed the hotel manager and staff Soon more than 30 people gathered on the rooftop looking at what appeared to be a large solid craft sitting quietly above them emanating these strange lights. One person there was Marcel LaRoche. He arrived after 9 pm and by then the craft had been visible for close to two hours. He took photographs of it and even though it's a bit hazy you can make out the brilliant lights and what appears to be a solid object. The witnesses said the lights would appear to glow brighter at times and fearing it might be a threat, the hotel management called police. An officer arrived and saw the object himself. He called his superior, Chief Robert Mason, who arrived on the scene and saw the object as well. He ordered spotlights from a nearby construction project to be turned off to eliminate the possibility it might be some weird reflection. But once that was done, the lights in the sky were still there. The chief also contacted a nearby airport and military base, but both denied seeing anything on their radar. Mason would later go on to say that he had a feeling the person in the military wasn't completely truthful. In one instance, a cargo plane flew between the hotel and the object above it. This allowed Mason and the witnesses to estimate how big the object actually was. It's believed the cargo plane, which showed up in radar, was flying at an altitude of 6,000 feet, while the mysterious craft was likely hovering at 10,000 feet. Mason estimated it was the size of at least five full football fields. The strange lights were visible for hours before the clouds completely enveloped it at around 10 p.m. Oddly, the following day, someone went over to the police department and confiscated all police statements taken from the witnesses and other official documents. To this day, these reports have never been made public. However, Dr. Richard Haynes, a former NASA scientist and UFO researcher, conducted his own study of the incident in 1992. He gathered evidence and spoke with witnesses, and concluded that evidence for the existence of a highly unusual hovering silent large object is indisputable. But what exactly it was and from where it came from remains unanswered. Over time, this UFO incident has become largely forgotten but Montreal has seen more bizarre UFO activity since then. On October 2, 2014, thousands of viewers saw a strange glowing green orb on national television as a reporter was delivering her news. As she's speaking, on the left side, a green orb suddenly pulses. Interestingly, the same evening, reports of glowing green orbs were seen above Ontario and even New Jersey. On May 29, 2018, a pair of two highly reflective objects in the sky were recorded by someone going on a picnic with two friends. They were curious what it was and decided to aim their camera phone into the sky to record the mysterious things. I'll put the links to both those videos in the description below so you can check them out. So there were four extremely strange but true UFO encounters. Real or not, there's no denying UFOs or unidentified flying objects are real to those who have seen or experienced them. Whether they are actual beings from outer space, unique Earth phenomena, or man-made objects we've yet to know about, we can only sit tight and wait for an answer. If you enjoyed this video, then please consider supporting us on Patreon, buying a Scary Mysteries t-shirt, or just subscribe and give us a thumbs up. We have new videos coming out every single week that we know you'll want to check out. Thanks for watching, I'll see you soon.